0: Hey guys, it's Rhiannon and welcome back to the unspoken something podcast. I hope you are doing well. Um, Today, we're gonna to be talking about something a little bit out of my comfort zone. I feel like I need to be more true to the unspoken something title. You know, even though it's unspoken something, I could talk about literally whatever I want and that's the reason I chose that title. But um, in my intro, especially like my trailer of this podcast, I did say that I wanted to talk about things that people my age don't always really talk about especially on the internet. I mean, they talk about it like outside of the internet with their own problems and maybe their friends' problems and you know how they would deal with the situation, giving advice and things like that. But when it comes to, I don't know, like if you were on YouTube for some reason and you're one of the people, people, you're one of the people that watch a lot of like girl chats and things like that. um, It's it's definitely people a bit older than me with a lot more experience than me. because I pretty much have zero experience. I mean, I don't have zero experience. I am, I've not been in these situations myself, but I've either like seen people in these, not these situations specifically, but you know, just in general, like I have a little bit of an idea of like what I would do and things like that. So I'm gonna be talking about relationships today and like loads of scenarios that that may or may not happen in relationships with other people. So basically I I the reason why this is like really out of my comfort zone is I don't want to feel like I'm getting judged by whatever my answers are. I don't want to feel like people are, you know, judging me, thinking that I'm incorrect. But you know that's pretty inevitable. Not everyone is gonna agree on my situations. And a lot of these questions are kind of like a 50-50, you know, it's either a one or the other. It's like a yes and no question. You know, it's either one or the other. So I can't really please everyone. Of course, everyone, like loads of people are going to be on the opposite side of the spectrum. So I just wanted to get that out of the way that I'm kind of scared to talk about it because I don't know what's going to come out. And I feel like I'm going to get very, very, um, I could get heated. I don't think I will. Um, but I could. So basically the reason why I felt inspired to do this was, um, Did I say what I was going to be talking about? I said that I was going to be talking about like relationships and like scenarios that you might get yourself into in a relationship. Anyway, yeah, so I was basically going to do a pretty much this idea as a YouTube video. I've done it before, um, but personally for me, even though I i don't actually recall i'm not gonna lie i think people enjoyed that video i don't actually remember because it was quite a while ago but for me personally i just felt as if it was kind of lengthy and wordy and like a bit too boring for a youtube video you know when it comes to watching a video it's very much like almost always like 100 percent of your attention you know you've got the visuals and you've got the um the hearing, what's, you say visuals and the, what do you say for ears, visual and, oh damn, you know what I'm trying to say, right, visuals and, um, bloody hell, oh my god, sound, did I really just forget the word sound, oh wow, (laughs) you can tell, I'm just off today, don't know what's going on, um, yeah, the visuals and sound. But when it comes to a podcast, I guess it's like a lot easier to listen to because all you have to do is listen and you can kind of like do other things while you're doing it. And you don't really need 100% of your attention to listen to a podcast, if that makes sense. So I felt like it would be smarter and better for me to do this as a podcast from now on instead of a YouTube video. Cause I feel like not many people would find it interesting. If it's not on your niche, you wouldn't really be interested in it. So this is very much... This podcast episode is very, very much inspired by The Girl's Bathroom podcast here on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, hey. I am um, uh, pre- I don't know if they're on other platforms, actually. I've heard a few of their episodes, um, and they are very interesting. I would recommend going over and checking out their podcast. It's called The Girl's Bathroom. Um, very smart name, by the way. Uh, so I've got loads of these scenarios or I've been inspired about like to write these scenarios because of them so pretty much wouldn't have this episode without them so thank you so much you are a lifesaver so also disclaimer quick before we get into I ha- only have three topics so who knows how long this episode is going to be it could be bloody two hours or it could be five minutes who knows depending on how much I elaborate on each one um, I've never been in these situations really so it's just kind of going to be my opinion and i feel like if i was actually in these scenarios and these scenarios were happening to me i probably wouldn't do 100 percent of what i say that i would do now because a lot of the time when you're actually in the situation yourself it's a lot harder to do what you thought that you would do because like stupid example i know that this is a very silly example but there's a lot of people that say um oh um If a shark ever came up to me in the water, I would just punch it in the nose, because that's what everyone says to do, and then I'll swim away. But if you actually, in the moment, you could freeze, you could get scared, you could do this da-da-da, and then you wouldn't think to punch the shark in the nose, do you know? It's a very silly example, but you get what I mean. So let's just get right into it, because I'm very excited. So this is going to be the girl's perspective of relationships. I know that there's loads of people who are not females who listen to this podcast, but I'm hoping that we're all going to have some enjoyment in this. (laughs) Um, So let's just get started. So the first scenario is when you are in a relationship with somebody um, and they have a girl best friend, this is something that people talk about all the time. I think it's something that is very, very common to worry about in relationships is something that causes a lot of trust issues, um, and I don't know, I just want to say my piece, so it's not really a scenario in the sense of, oh yeah, you go to a party, you see a girl best friend, and she does this, she does this, it's kind of just like a topic really, and I'll just say my piece on however I think I feel, girl best friends, right, I think that, um, having having friends in opposite gender is not a problem. 50% of the time, 75% of the time. I think it really, really depends on the person. You know, if you're dating someone that's very much known and has a bad reputation of being like a player or an F-boy really, and just kind of going around with loads of people, it might be quite smart to believe that the girl best friend is more than just a friend. But I know that a lot of the time people do have girl best friends or, you know, boy best friends or whatever best friends. Even, okay, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, (laughs) I think that personally for me, what I would definitely consider is how long has your partner known this friend? How, when did they become friends? And how do they interact with each other? Is it normal when you guys all go out together? Is it somebody that you're kind of friends with too? Or is it somebody that, you know, your the boyfriend comes to you to talk and then they um, kind of, like, they talk with you and they are having different conversations with the best friend or, you know, they don't, you guys never interact in any, any way, shape or form. You know, if it's a party, um, he'll probably make sure that neither of that both of you aren't there at the same time, or it'll be awkward if you two run into each other, you know, things like that. You, I think you'd have to look out for things like that and just use your, use your best judgment to know whether they were like a threat. And when I say a threat, I don't mean that like they're badder than you, you know, everything like that, because that's not always the case. But I think that definitely when they became friends with them is like the biggest factor. I definitely definitely believe that if you get into a relationship with somebody that has had a best like a girl best friend let's say since they were in nappies, you know what I'm saying, like they've known each other pretty much all their lifetime, nothing romantic has ever happened for a good 15 years because I'm 15 so that's why I'm saying 15 years. For a good 15 years, 16 years whatever of their lifetime. And I feel like it's always weird to talk about relationships now though because because I feel like I'm so young that even though people my age do date seriously and some people that date at my age do end up marrying the person that they've dated, I just always feel like it's not taken as seriously in the world as adult dating because obviously adults are a lot more mature in a lot of aspects, but alas. Um, I think that if they've been friends, you know what, even if it's not since babies, since birth, whatever, I think that if they've made best friends with the, with this person before you guys have got into a relationship, I think that's definitely less of a red flag. I think that um, when you know that they've been friends with that person before you were in the picture and they still, even though some me, me boys can be muggy, I feel like sorry I've been watching a lot of Love Island so the lingo is going to start changing for a little bit but um even though you know they could be quite horrible people and you wouldn't really know that if they were like two-faced or manipulative or whatever I think that if they you know started a relationship with you after already knowing that best friend before you. I think it's a very big sign that obviously nothing romantic was there and they've obviously gone for you instead of the best friend, um, which can obviously be a very, very good sign. But the problem starts when you are in a relationship with someone and then they form a best friend. Because I think that forming new relationships with someone, even though it's not always romantic and it can be platonic and everything like that. I think that starting a new relationship with somebody is always like a very very emotionally invested that's not good english is it. It's always something that people are emotionally invested in and starting a new relationship takes a lot of effort and time and um you know maybe not seeing each other a lot but a lot but interacting with each other a lot to you know boost that relationship. And if we're talking about best friends here, you don't just become best friends with somebody overnight. You know, it takes time to form that type of bond and claim the title of being a best friend. So I definitely think that when you've been in a relationship with somebody and then you create a best friend, um, then that's when you should probably worry a little bit more because it, to me, it does seem kind of weird. It does seem strange. That we've already you're already in a relationship with me, and then you've gone and created a new, very, very deep relationship with a another girl. like it's it is strange. um and there's been lots of cases where the best friend has turned out to be the one that they're cheating on you with. but again, at the same time, it is also very, very true that best friends can be just can just be best friends. The same way that you can be friends with someone of the same gender. I don't think that I really I don't think that it's much of a difference. Even though I feel like the relationship is different, but you get what I mean. You know, like I don't find it to be an issue unless they show you that it is an issue. I would find that kind of strange. The next one is. Um, Oh, this is horrible. I think I would definitely just completely break up with the person, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, this is not very much, this is not really related to me because I'm not old enough, which is absolutely great because then it's like just shows that obviously haven't been in this scenario. But I guess it could apply to other situations. So you're in a relationship with somebody and they're still updating their Tinder profile. Oh. God, oh my God. Right, so when I did copy this from the girl, the Girl's Bathroom podcast, I did not listen to the episode because I didn't want any of my ideas to be swayed by what the people, what the hosts were saying. Um, so I don't really know the context of what this means because I can be sure, surely, that if you are official with somebody, you know, you're in a serious relationship. It's not like you're just dating. You're, like, actually in a serious, serious official relationship. Like, you've kind of said to each other, yeah, we're not really seeing anyone else. Like, we're official together. And they're updating their Tinder profile. It just goes to show that they're obviously missing something with you or they're not, like, as loyal as you thought they were and they're trying to find something else that's out there. And I think that, fair enough, if you don't feel like like, you might think, okay, there might be something better out there, you know, am I just comfortable here, like, am I actually happy, or am I just comfortable, or this sounds like Love Island chat, I really need to, like, stop binge-watching Love Island, the problem is, I, oh, sorry, the problem is, I, like, didn't watch it for the first four weeks, so I was, like, very, very behind, and then I had to watch, like, I didn't have to, but I tried to catch up, and I watched, like, 10 episodes a day, and now, like, it's really stuck in my head. But yeah, Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, I think that definitely um, if they're official and they're updating their Tinder profile, it obviously means they're looking for... Like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to ponder around and see what's out there? No. Well, maybe, but I feel like eventually after they see someone that they might be interested in, they're definitely going to try and, you know, start having a conversation with that person and, like, eventually you know, meet them, maybe, I don't know. And then then you'll be stuck in a horrible situation where you're like, oh, I didn't realize that they were going to meet these other people. And I'm just here, sitting here like thinking, oh, we're official, we're not seeing anyone else. And he's been on Tinder this whole time looking for somebody else. I would just find that so disrespectful. Like, especially if it's been made very clear that you're in an official relationship and then they go out looking for other people, that's cheating, that is definitely cheating. But I do believe that, um, if you guys aren't really official and I know that there's a bit of a gray area between, you know, being official and like dating in the adult world, at least, because you can kind of like be dating and you can all be, you can both be dating like loads of other people at the same time, or you could be dating and being like, yeah, I'm not really like putting any of my energy into anybody else but we're not really like boyfriend and girlfriend yet. You know, it's kind of that like fine line between the two, Um, which is hard for me to speak on because obviously I've never been in that type of situation. But yeah, I just think that if you're not official, fair enough, it's each other's like to each their own. Like you're not, you know, you guys aren't, it's not cheating really because you guys aren't together. But I feel like the second you guys are official and the second you guys are actually in a relationship, that is definitely out of order and it's not okay. Can we also talk about the fact, maybe it's a friend that's seen it or somebody that you know, like a mutual. But how on earth do you know that your partner has a, like, a Tinder profile? Because why would you, why would you see theirs if you didn't have one as well? Because imagine you're swiping late at night and then all of a sudden you see your so-called, like, to-be boyfriend, like, on Tinder, But you've been scrolling on Tinder since 11pm, babes. So I feel like that's kind of a messy situation where if the girlfriend sees the boyfriend on Tinder, or like not the non-official girlfriend and boyfriend, if the girl sees the boy on Tinder, she can't really bring it up with him and be like, "Um, why have I just seen you on a dating site when we're together? Because then she has to explain why she's been on it as well. So that wouldn't be the greatest situation. and I feel like that would be kind of messy. But, like, I guess it could be, like, a friend or something that might have seen it and, like, sent it to you or something like that, you know? I guess it could be something like that. Um, I mean, like it would be quite unlikely, but it's obviously something that's happened to a few people, so I wouldn't be surprised. And the last topic that we're going to talk about is oh, dating a friend's ex. I'll just let that one sing in for a second. I think that this is very much depending on the situation. And I don't want to sound like one of those girls because I feel like, even though I've never really been um, in any type of scenario where I have to kind of express this, but I feel like I have quite good girl code. I think that when it comes to things like that, I would always put my friends first and not um, the person that I want to be in a relationship with. Because first of all, um, relationships are very, very fragile and sensitive all the time, and it's very easy for the communication to be off, or for you, for something to happen between you guys, and for you to break up, it's a lot more likely that you'd break up with a boyfriend, or girlfriend, or any other type of partner, than to, you know, than to break up with a friend, you know, it's very, it's a lot, lot less likely, even though it does happen to a lot of people, which is really sad, but it's a lot less likely. And I think that it's not worth losing a friend over. It's definitely not. Like, there's so many people that you could go for. And the fact that you're trying to go for your friend's ex, it just, like, it kind of makes... It would make me feel, like, almost the whole time that we've been in a relationship, my friend's been eyeing up my boyfriend, like, having some sort of interest in him. And I know that, like, attraction can grow and they might not have had it in the first place when we were dating I would just always have that feeling in my mind that like uh, so when we were together you were looking at him like this and you were doing this and even though if they even if they deny it and say no the attraction was after um I think that it would just be silly to do it and I think also of course, there's gonna be loads of people in the world that have exes, and you'd probably date somebody. You're probably gonna end up dating somebody who has an ex. Like it's, it's pretty common. Like it's quite a natural phenomenon, um, but I think that even though you know they have an ex, you kind of you could you kind of ask and be like, oh yeah, why did things end between you guys? I guess they would never really say something bad about themselves. They wouldn't say, yeah, I was bad about communicating, so she broke up with me because I was, I didn't give her a reason to trust me because of course the person that you're dating now isn't gonna wanna be with you, unless they're stupid, but they wouldn't wanna be with you because you've just explained why the, your last relationship ended and it wasn't a good one. Unless you have proof to show that you've like changed and you've all that, but I feel like that's not helpful to me. Like I need to see proof, you know? So, um, I think that what I'm basically trying to say is everybody has an ex and that you pretty much know that and you'd ask why, oh, like, why did you guys break up? But when it comes to dating a a friend's ex, you have first-hand view of why that relationship broke up. You've completely heard the friend's side. You've probably heard about all the problems that they've had because they've complained to you, their best friend. And you first hand are hearing about all the things that the ex has done wrong, yet you still choose to get into a relationship with them. Like that doesn't make any sense. And especially if it's been like kind of a messy breakup and your friend has been, you know, in tears, crying, everything like that, you know, because of how much the ex hurt her. And then you decide to get with that same person that hurt your friend. I just think that that's so like disrespectful and like not a good thing to do at all in my opinion, you know, in my opinion, but you know, that is just me. And yeah, that's kind of all I have to add about that. There's not really much I can say. I mean, I could length that out, that answer out for another five minutes, but I would just be repeating what I've already said. So there's no point in doing that. Um, Yeah, it's kind of cut off a bit bluntly, to be honest, but I don't really have anything to add at the end. I think go and check out the girls, Girls' Bathroom podcast, because it is very good. Um, it's quite interesting and they do talk about quite funny things sometimes. Um, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was interesting. Um, I will see how you guys enjoy this episode because I feel like I'd want to do it again with a few different scenarios. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. At the beginning I said that it was kind of out of my comfort zone, but it wasn't that bad, you know, I'm a bit dramatic, you know how I am. I'm a bit extra all the time. So, it was fine, and I hope that you guys did enjoy it. I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing month, an amazing year. Yeah, an amazing year. And I will see you guys next week. I won't see you guys, but I will. you guys will hear me next week. I need to come up with an outro because I always have this problem every single time. I always say I'll see you guys next week and then realise that I won't see you because it's a bloody podcast. But I will sort that out. We'll see. Let's see how long it takes me. It's taken me over 27 episodes. So let's see how that goes. But um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will blank you next week because I don't know what that word is going to be yet. I might have to change the whole sentence. Who knows? But (laughs) for the time being, I will see you guys next week. Bye.